This podcast contains explicit language. Discretion is advised. Nothing for you. Look at Sweetie sitting on her cloud of judgment. Starting tonight, I am going to teach you how to live. Driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts his cake hole. I'm an old man. I hate everything but the What's Streaming Podcast. Ooh, it's done now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the What's Streaming Podcast, where we tell you what's streaming. I'm here with Josh. Hi, Brandon. I'm here with a special guest. I don't know if I'd call her special. Uh, we're here with Colleen. It's my wife, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, air quotes, special guest. Um, and then me, Brandon, also known as B. Frank. Uh, we've got an interesting show for you today. Um, I know I watched a interest- couple interesting shows. We all watched, I think, some pretty um, introspective and racy things. Like that. All, all on Netflix, too. Yeah, we, we went Netflix heavy this week. We're going to go with four four different categories, all Netflix. So, yay, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> right? good, good for Netflix this week. Absolutely. Uh, starting off a little bit, just kind of a little warm-up. there any honorable mentions? Anyone wants to... Just talk about, get the lips loose. I mean, I've been re-watching uh, Adventure Time, and that shit holds up. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good time. I have discovered the Shuffle All feature um, yeah, for right. a few of my shows, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. Because I watch How I Met Your Mother, Scrubs, Brooklyn Nine-Nine so often, that watching it in, in order is just not fun anymore. So <laughs> just like, throw a random episode out. You like to spice it up. Yeah. <laughs> there uh, you go. So I've, I've been doing that. So those are my fall asleep shows. Oh, there you go. I miss fall asleep shows. I have fall asleep podcasts now. <laughs> Hope one's ours. Right. What's that? Oh, yeah. Hey, to my to my own voice, lulling me to sleep. Coco, any uh, honorable mentions you want to throw out there? Well, I'm rewatching Supernatural because I never got past season seven. So in uh-huh. true binge fashion, I waited till they completed the show so I can just watch all 15 You can seasons. sit in a bathrobe. and All 300 exactly. some episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that how many? 300? Yeah, 300 some episodes. Woof. <laughs> it's <laughs> a commitment. It's a journey. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's a journey. I felt it's a worthy journey. Absolutely. I, I think they ended it right. I think they did too. Well, it's one of my favorite parts of your theme is Dean's little... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts cake Two fans out there. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna start us off here. My show that I picked this week is called Surviving Death on Netflix. It is a six part series. It's a very spiritual um, show. Is it uh, a documentary or show like scripted show? I would call it, no. It's a documentary. 100 percent documentary. It's more. Uh, I would want to call it journalistic. You know, what facts can you have about what's after death? You know. Uh, but that's the whole concept of the show is it's going through and showing you, uh, I think the best way to describe it is actually kind of go episode by episode. Because uh, this is, I have a real fear of death. Like, you know, <laughs> who doesn't, who doesn't, right? You know, like some people are like, oh, I fear drowning. I fear burning. I fear speaking in public, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, I hate it all. <laughs> you know, I have a real fear of um uh, the death of the id, if you will, mm. lack of consciousness, like not being anymore. So um, that's understandable. I, I'm kind of gonna open the like <laughs> opening up like what this show did for me. Like it made me a little more comfortable. Like it kind of changed my worldview a little bit. Like I'm gonna throw that out there immediately. Okay. Some of it was total horseshit. I'll get <laughs> on to that. But um, there are a couple things that kind of stuck to you. Stuck to me. Yeah. Uh, so it's a six-part series. Uh, each episode talks about different aspects of what happens after death, or stories of death. 
The first one opens on near-death experiences. So it's people talking about, uh, well, exactly that, near-death experiences, what happened to them, and how they were able to uh, recall stories and information that they would in no way should be able to recall. There's this, uh, one woman specifically, like she was in a surgery, uh, given childbirth, was not supposed to, or she was like clinically dead for, I think, eight minutes. But while that time, she could recall what the nurse was saying above her, like what she was saying, what she was wearing. Um, and, you know, you could say like, well, she probably saw what she was wearing before she died and then came yeah. back and recalled that. But she recalled like dialogue the nurse was having while she was clinically dead. So there's just some very weird things about it that... You know, it made you think, you know, like, <laughs> I that's love, super interesting I love how it opened on it. Um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's, that's interesting because like you, as part of thinking of an afterlife or something like that, mm -hmm. what, what does happen? So right. if she's been clin clinically dead for eight minutes, it's like, is it, you know, like Dr. Strange and her astral projection, her, <laughs> right. her astral form what hasn't is left yet. You know, or is it more on the scientific level, like the, the brain and... They uh, actually they go through a lot of strides. It's the most like scientific accounts that I can come across with a lot of different things. Um, well, I was going to say like just from your like being your wife and knowing like your perceptions of death and the afterlife. We had a lot of interesting conversations, and so we I, get deep. Yeah, no, no, no. We had a lot of interesting <laughs> conversations about this documentary, like how it changed your perspective on a lot of things. Yeah, so I it, thought that's pretty crazy for a I Netflix wouldn't even, show. Yeah, it's def yeah, simple Netflix show. Uh, at very least, opened some perspective. I've always been like, you know, we're all made of stardust. You know, shows over, <laughs> lights out. Oof. You know, use the bathroom, pay pay your bill, get the fuck out. Yeah, and I've always, like, I think had a little bit more open-minded spiritualness to, like, how right. I approach things. And so to hear you be like, well, maybe, was really interesting. Well, I loved a lot of the science that was shown in the, the first episode and, like, all the studies. Like, there was some, there was some real hard evidence that could... I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't call it evidence, but studies for sure. Like, you know, the closest thing to scientific proof of what happens after we die. It's not like they actually proved anything, but they're like, something is going on, you know? Yeah. And then we get into episode two, <laughs> <laughs> which is, cool. in. which goes into mediums. Okay. And like, this, uh, both episode two and three talk about mediumship and the different types of mediumship, spiritual mediumship, or healing, physical. I found it to be total dog shit. I did not believe a second of what those people were doing. Clean can contest. Uh, our Very 180 attitude. Like, after the first episode, we were, like, really engaged in conversation. We're like, yeah, my, my ideas about things have changed. But mediums, even I, who has an open mind, was like... They did two episodes on this, huh? Like, so, I wouldn't have dedicated as much time as they did. Yeah. So, is the show about exploring the variations of an afterlife or all coming together yes. to try and show there is like just there is variations i should spark note it real quick episode one is near-death experiences episode two and three is about mediumship episode four is signs from the dead so like sending birds or you know like animals and stuff like that uh Episode five is uh, proof of death, so like pictures of ex ectoplasm, voice recordings, your ghost hunter, run-of-the-mill shit. And six is reincarnation. Okay. So different aspects and um, uh, possibilities of what happens after death. 
Uh, I will, yeah, things from, like, there's some video footage from, uh, episode three, Signs from the Dead, where this woman tells her mom clearly, like, send me a canary, and I know you're on the other side. Oh, no, a cardinal. Cardinal. So super specific, so it was like a bird. A you, red cardinal. Yeah, yeah, it was like a bird you wouldn't see in this, like, the area where her daughters lived, mm-hmm. and this cardinal, it, I don't know, it's, I won't say what happens, because that's a spoiler, but it is a really good, like, it even gave me, like, oh my god, maybe people do have signs after death. Right, still some around. way to do that. Yeah. Uh, some crazy things in the reincarnation episode too. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids coming through, like this one kid specifically, he was he claimed to have been a Navy pilot prior to being born in his current body. Uh, he was a pilot in World War Two, and he was able to talk like as a kid, like he had a, an insane like fascination with planes and could just mm-hmm. like riddle off models of planes. He could riddle off. Um, he then, like, said his commander's name. He said the name of his ship. Like, wow. all this shit. And then his dad starts researching it. And, like, it's all adding up. Like, it's legit. Um, That's pretty cool. So just some very, you know, unexplainable things that happen. I, yeah, episode one, <laughs> four, five, and six. <laughs> absolutely amazing. Absolutely worth your time. You can skip two and three. I mean, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're into... <sighs> Uh, all right, so this is how much I hated this. On episode two and three, uh, for the mediumship, there's a woman called Nicole de Haas, and she's kind of like the physical medium that you meet. Uh, she's like this blonde-haired woman, and she runs a school called the uh, Center for Me- uh, Mediumship, which is based out of, uh, I think it's England. It's where they use euros. I'm sure I should have got the location. Um, but as we're watching it, I was like, I got so mad because she's running the school and the center and like people are coming to learn from her and like these other professors well, and teachers, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Like, well, the premise is anyone can become a medium. Yeah. Anyone can be a medium and for the low, really, low price, you know? Yeah. And that kind of got me because like, I can definitely believe in the idea of mediums or psychics and stuff. But the fact that, hey, we'll teach you for eight days how to become a medium, that was even like, no. It really pissed me off. perform as a medium. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of, I went, I tried, I found the school. I went online. I was like, I need to know how much they're charging these people. Oh, man. And actually, it was fairly reasonable. Like, I, like, I went You're like, in, I might become a medium. No, 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 never. <laughs> but, like, I went into a thing, like, they, they are charging these people, like, $1,000 a day, you know? Like, I could just see the 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 false um, preachers, you know, oh, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Man of God, they have their private jets, you know? Mm-hmm. I just read that. But, uh, yeah, eight-day session is $800 American. Two day okay. session, two hundred dollars American. One day session, one hundred dollars American. Like, I was like, you can have you know a one day session. You have one day session for hundred bucks. I was like, okay, I'm not as mad anymore. All right, we got sixty minutes. How can you teach me? How to be can a you do it right? Because um, I went, I went in thinking like, man, they are just like sucking on people's grief here. They are the worst kind of people. Because so I actually, I am not a huge believer in spiritualism. I am a pretty big believer in like energy i guess you'd call yeah. it that um like the chi but i'm a firm believer if you do like uh readings or tarot cards or any kind of mediumship connection with whatever else is out there you can't take money for it you're yeah. not allowed to take money for it i think as soon as you do that it doesn't work the anymore. morality of it is gone exactly well yeah and like uh like my great grandma on my mom's side supposedly had the gift and would like read tea leaves and tarot and stuff but her biggest thing is you can't take money because it's a gift 
so you shouldn't be paid for something that was just kind of Given gifted upon you. you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's like people would give her like fruits and veggies and then it's like, she was okay with that, but you can't, you're not really supposed to take money yeah. if you're a medium and taking a gift. I will say the only reason I liked that episode and someone might be willing to watch either two or three, is there a part where a son gives like a keyword or code word to his dead relative? Like if you say this, I'll know you're actually here. And that kind of prompted an interesting conversation yeah. between Josh and I about how we now have code words. I'm not going to tell you because yeah. 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 that, be, that would ruin the point of the they code just word. Words. Yeah. Right. But uh, we came up with code words so that if one of us passes on before the other and we go to a medium, we'll know it's legit us. So. I will say there are words, there's a word that means like, it's all good, I'm fine. And there's a word that means there's a hell shape up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do. That's, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, but That's good. kind yeah. of a total uh, consensus here. I think it's six hours total. Six hours total of your time if you watch all six episodes. I think you should definitely watch the first episode. That's an hour of your time. It's absolutely worth it. Then you can kind of feel it out from there. If you if you have a scientific mind, skip two and three because you're just going to look at it like a puppet show. You're not going to enjoy it at all. And you don't have to watch those episodes to enjoy the rest of them. You know, well, And it's funny. As somebody who's watched Supernatural way too many times, <laughs> um, it's very hard for me to believe in things like mediums and stuff like that. I, sure. I also kind of believe in energy um, in that sense. But it's just funny going through like that. It's like you think, oh, ghosts are real. And this, I just don't really think that there's a whole lot out there. So I, I might check that out to see if it can also change my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you will be... I love it when things open my perspective. You know, I love yes. that feeling. I, so I love learning. Yeah. I love I love broadening myself. Right. And that's a, another form of, of being able to do that, especially when it can open the mind. Right. And this is definitely spiritual learning. There's, no, there's not a lot of book learning here, but... There's enough book learning in it and professionals. Introspective. Yeah, you know, there's enough to, to make you scratch your head about it. Uh, so, all in all, worth a shot. Check it out. Colleen, what'd you say? Minus to episodes two or three? Yeah, like, no, I would definitely. Like, I would even say you should watch one of them. You don't need both of the medium episodes. I think the second episode's just fine. You could skip the third altogether. But, yeah, no, I really liked every episode. Uh, I think it made you think about things different. That was my my homework, my one show that I was gonna uh, present. But you know, Clean watched it with me, so I had a little it was help really on that one. That's nice. I could right. not watch it. it yeah. really now, did you watch Bridgerton? Not a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> not a minute no, of it. Not no. at all. Um, how was it? Okay. Yeah. So I watched Bridgerton on Netflix. It is amazing. I love it. And it's called Bridgerton because that's like the primary family focused on in the show. Like but Downton Abbey is the place. Yeah, yeah. So family. yeah, Bridgerton is the name of the family that's at the focus of the show. And it is every romance novel girl's like wet dream. Like it is Jane Ass, Austen, and Downton Abbey meet Gossip Girl though. Because, wow. yeah, yeah. So it's set in the competitive world of the London ton. So every girl who reads a romance novel knows exactly what You're I'm talking really about. really solidifying my choice not to watch Yeah, this. like, no, I will say it is very definitely directed towards a specific audience. Yeah. It is not, um, 
But it's set during the season when all the debutantes are presented at court. And it centers on the one family I said called the Bridgetons and their eight exemplary children. Exemplary. Yes. So it was produced by Shonda Rhimes. So that tells a lot of the listeners what kind of show they're getting into. She did Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal. So she's done all those shows. The picture's coming together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pretty well, yeah. Um, it is based on some novels by Julian Quinn. Um, I loved it. I really did. Uh, the reason I say there's a Gossip Girl element to it is uh, Lady Whistledown, who's this mysterious figure. <laughs> <laughs> that is the name of the lady. And oh, man. It's a, it's a, like, assumed name because no one knows who this person is. But they are writing a... Oh, it's like a Guy Fox thing? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, so you have no idea who it is. Okay. It's a scandal, like... I thought that was an actual person's actual name. Well, so, yeah. So it's a scandal, like, script or thing that's sent around the ton. Like, almost like their newspaper back then. But it's just a little gossip column okay. by this lady called Lady Whistledown. So that's her made-up name. But it really kind of helps direct the story kind of like Gossip Girl does and that it'll release some scandalous piece of information that'll okay. change what happens. Kind of helps steer the story. Yeah. The um, driving force. I will say the one way that this story differs from a lot of like the Jane Austen books or movies you've seen is I think it's like episode three. There's eight episodes. Okay. It gets graphic. Like it is rated TV mature because the uh, sex scenes are very like Game of Thrones. Like they oh, don't yeah. hold their punches. Just like out of nowhere. Um, I guess not. Like it is a wedding honeymoon, but most of the time on these shows, like a touch of the hand is scandalous and right. a kiss on yeah. the cheek. Like I remember being really mad after watching the movie Emma because they like at the very end the big romance between these two. He kisses her on the cheek, and I'm like, that's all I get. <laughs> a two and a half hours. Where's movie. the money shot? Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> but no, this gets very graphic in its sex scenes and holds no punches and so that explains why you would pause it every time i entered the room <laughs> yeah like he just happens to have a magical ability to walk in on me as i'm watching 50 shades of gray big sex scene like he so has you know a... that is a universal problem like especially as an anime watcher <laughs> yes. like yeah uh, our buddies can contest like it's it's awesome until someone walks in the room and it's the perviest like, thing listen without context this seems really weird yeah <laughs> yeah and so i will say that's a area that definitely took a big swerve like i was expecting this cute romantic thing where it's like you know and then you blush i did i blushed like i was like oh my god they're having very graphic sex right now and so yeah so i will say that's an area you don't probably want to watch it around your younger kids or have anyone else in the room who you don't mind watching sex scenes with so valid point yeah you said uh, eight episodes? It is. It's eight episodes. They all range from anywhere from like 57 minutes to like an hour 15. So they do have episodes that, that go Game a little of Thrones longer. plot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really great. There's a lot of bunch of like actors I've never seen before. And they all do like really amazing performances, especially the two main characters like Daphne and the Duke of Hastings, the Simon. Duke of Hastings. Yes. Uh, they're like the two main characters of the story and they do like really great job. Does it set it up for a sequel at all? Yes. So they oh have, of course. Um, so Netflix has already promised a second season, which everyone's like, that ah! means nothing. <laughs> they'll, they'll renew Bridgerton, but they'll cancel altered carbon. Come um, on. you haven't uh, seen it. Bridgerton, so you can't talk smack yet. That's fair. fair. That okay, we are that we are fair. not part of this audience, and that's why you are here. Yes. <laughs> um, that is fair. Yeah. But uh, the reason they might do eight 
seasons because the books wow. are eight books. And I think wow. what I'm theorizing is each book will be about one of the Bridgerton siblings because there's eight children. That makes sense. So. But I will say, spoil, not a spoiler alert, but you do find out the identity of the mysterious little Whistledown at the end of the season, which I'm kind of glad about, like with Gossip Girl, like who's, you know, who's yeah, Gossip Girl? Yeah, that took the whole show, Gossip right? Yeah, yeah, that took like the whole show. And like Pretty Little Liars, where you're like into the mystery, you're like, I just want a season, I just want to know who killed her. I really don't care anymore if you yeah. don't tell me. Listen, I don't need 57 A's. Right, just exactly. Give, just give me the one A. Yeah, so I do like that at the end of the season, you find out the identity of Lady Whistledown, which Ooh. is a big, like, do wow, the... you're revealing that early. I liked oh, it. Does just the audience get revealed, or do actual, like... Just the audience. Just the yeah, audience. so the characters still have they're, no they're still idea who is Lady Whistledown. That's fun. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. nice having the the inside knowledge with, with stuff like that when, yeah, when it comes sure. to watching watching shows. Yeah, and I won't go into all the details, but I want you to know, it's a really great story in that, like, there are two main characters, but all the side storylines and character are as engaging as the main story, like Game of Thrones, where there's so many different side characters and, like, side stories going on that obviously all connect, but, like, all of the actors do a great job of making you invested in their story and, like, what they're doing, so. Wow. Mm-hmm really actually well done would recommend i know your men testosterone is like going crazy right now and we'll never watch it but <laughs> i've talked to so many girls who like binged it in two days like it's eight episodes like so eight hours kind of a targeted audience but it sounds like it's it's worth it for that target audience. just exactly. when i saw the production value looked really high oh yeah like yeah. they definitely invest like all of the beautiful houses and that's, balls that's what i will say is netflix costuming. does a good job with their visuals yeah absolutely I'm, like i Really want to know how their financial plan is set up because how they pay for some of these shows, how you know what they mm-hmm. cost, but they typically have really good visuals. And- Shell companies, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of moving money, I'm sure. I watched Manhunt Deadly Games, uh, the season two from like the Unabomber uh, show that Netflix put out a couple years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's not a direct sequel, obviously, about the Unabomber. It's about it's about the um, Olympic park bombing at the Olympics. So Richard one Jewell, spe- 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 yeah, specific uh, bombing. Uh, it's about that Richard Jewell and how that progresses into the rest of the investigation. Okay. Um, it was good. Um, I'll, I'll say that off the bat. Going into it, the only thing that I had known about Richard Jewell was the movie by Clint Eastwood, which was a really good movie, but focused solely on Richard Jewell. Um, and if you don't know, you know, it's based on real life, so it's not spoilers. The, at the end, you find out that this person was captured. Um, and so when the show did it in like three episodes, as far as going through the main Richard Jewell stuff, um, I got a little bored because I was like, I already know this, get me to the rest of the stuff. Like, how is this going to transfer into 10 episodes? And then once they got into the next bombing and the next bombing and, the other main character, um, Eric Rudolph, um, it got really good. Um, so slow start, but strong finish. Slow start, strong finish. Um, really exploded there at the end. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I can cut that if you want. No, no, no you got you to keep it in. My dad jokes are gold. Uh, <laughs> I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> One thing that I I found interesting, and I also looked this up from the Richard Jewell movie, was some of the characters if they were real, if they were based on. Um, and the main FBI agent, who I just really hated him at first, and obviously you're supposed to, um, it really comes around there at the end, he wasn't based on anybody real. So while I found his story 
good and I thought the payoff was good. It wasn't based on a real person. Um, so it made me wonder how much of this story was actual real events mm-hmm. and how much was kind of fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like in the guy who played Richard Jewell. Um, I don't know his actual name, but he played uh, Kemper in Mindhunter, the serial killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he does a really good job with Richard Jewell. Um, and I, the, the cast in general does, does well, a really good job. That guy just looks like he can be as scary as he wants. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it... it Got me, you know, we, we ended up choosing Night Stalker um, documentary for our Together show. We did. And I thought this was going to be a good comparison because this was um, scripted story and, and more dramatic than just Night Stalker that was giving the facts. Right. Um, and actually ended up getting me onto, I watched Zodiac yesterday. Yeah. Uh, um, and I was like, I guess I'm just on the Jake roll. Hall one? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. That was really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, let's just ride this wave. And, uh, and now he's hiding in bushes <laughs> <laughs> with cameras. Oh, um, but I, what did you guys think of the of the Night Stalker? Right? You guys are more into the documentary style. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, we do watch a lot of documentaries. I really liked it. I thought the, I thought the production value was really great. I thought sometimes it was trying a little too hard. Like it seems like every time he was about to kill someone, there was a cat sitting, and then. And then, like, the cat would jump, or, like, you know, the doves set loose. You know, there was always, like, a little... There's very... They tried to build suspense, and it just wasn't there. They did. I don't know. I I loved it. I loved the pacing, and, like, after watching the first episode, I won't lie, I was like, I have no locks on my windows. This is really creeping me out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, I thought it was really... I also loved that they had a running timeline throughout the story, constantly constantly being portrayed to show, like, this murder happened two days later, four days later, to yeah, show just, like, how true. fast and how, like, how rapid. How quickly it was all happening, yeah. yeah. I I ended up liking it for the information that I got, but I didn't like the presentation. I'm really? I'm not really into the documentary style. Sure. Um, only certain documentaries can get my attention, and it's more about the subject matter than how it's made. Uh, this was, like, after the first episode, I felt like it just trudged on. I was like, this is only four episodes, and I'm... I gotta, I gotta get through the next two at least. By the time I got through three, I was like, okay, I'm in. Let's watch the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, it was, it was kind of rough for me. I could see that, and yeah, just a quick uh, refresher, uh, recap on what this is. It's Night Stalker. It's a new uh, documentary series on Netflix, and it's talking about the investigation of and killings from Richard Ramirez. Um, you could call that a spoiler, but this happened in the seventies. So. Yeah, based, based <laughs> or mid eighties. Yeah, based on history. Yeah, exactly. No spoilers. Right. Uh, I can agree. Um, actually, I agree with both of you full-heartedly. Because, like, the production value, I thought sometimes it was trying too hard. But I thought it was paced really well. I think the way they told the story, I think the way that they uh, wrote it, if you want if you want to use that term phrase. Uh, I also love, actually, that you get kind of, you kind of get in the investigator's shoes. Like, you get a feel for what they're doing. Uh, the two main uh, detectives on the case... See, I have their names here. See, well, Josh, like with that, I will say, like, I love that you brought up the Zodiac because right after we watched like the documentary, I was like, this could have been a movie. Like, it is so like I thought the two detectives really compelling, like for being real people. That's uh, Frank Solero and Jill Jarillo. Yeah, and I yeah. love that. I think it was Gil. Uh, Gil, that's yeah, right, Gil. He was like just trying to kind of. He was like, 
young detective, yeah, young buck. homicide he was like, I'm detective. Just kind of like and, in shock that I'm in this situation. Well, yeah, right. and he's the one who like really connected that. Hey, like not spoiling because this is history. Like these, like child sexual abuse stuff is actually connected to the murders. Like none of them, they they didn't realize the I think expanse of this of uh, Richard Ramirez's crime spree because they didn't put all his crimes together before him. And so I think that was like, like it was just it was very exciting. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in the action with the detectives. Right, and you could feel him like slipping on his family too. Like he's a great family man, but like. It was having a real strain on his family life, and they eventually, I think, midway oh, or three quarters of the investigation, they, they moved to a, a hotel. I yeah. think it was. Well, I think it was like, her mom because yeah, yeah, like they went away for a while, and, and he even said he's like, I, I miss my family. Right. Yeah. Like, but they have to be gone right now. He got it. You know. Yeah. So as they were setting up, like they always filmed Gil and his wife in separate rooms, and I was like, oh, they got divorced at some point. Yeah. Well, but it never actually says that, so I think they worked it out. But I, I think. Uh, and in kind of like um, history of swear words, yeah, um, these were probably produced in a time of COVID where you know you can't be closed, you can't actually do something. That's fair. So yeah. In that way, the presentation of it was was interesting. I thought that that side was well done. If that's the reason for it, right? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Having the the individual people and just kind of here's here's content. So I guess I. I appreciate that side. Right. And speaking on, like, it should have been a movie, like, I completely agreed with that. So I actually checked, and I went and looked and saw if there was a Night Stalker movie. There was a Night there Stalker is. movie made in 2002. Yes. And uh, it looks like, I only watched the trailer, because it was readily available on YouTube, and it looks like hot garbage. I I looked up on Google. I was like, you know, I'm done with Zodiac. What other killers do I want to get into right sure, now? Sure, yeah. And uh, I looked it up, and there are some really old ones there's some really b ones and there nothing really caught my nothing attention. like the level of zodiac yeah like, like i've um for those who haven't seen the ted bundy one extremely mm, evil, wickedly sh- evil. Ex- oh extremely the, wicked uh, shocking zach evil efron zach efron mm-hmm. yeah um, that's really good side note that, very good that's a that was a, that surprised the hell out of me yeah i really like yeah. that one um same thing with uh, my friend dahmer Oh yeah, yeah. That was I liked good. my friend Dahmer. A little slow in the middle, but yeah, really ramped up. At I the end. yeah, I think the ending where like he's like, "Do you want to stay?" and the guy goes and he's like, "No, I'll get back in my car." And it was like that was his mo on how he killed people. Yeah, so he invited him. him over, drink beer, and then he'd like strangle him. So it was like my friend Dahmer, it the was guy written by that. Yeah, when book. that yeah. yeah when that guy wrote it, he's like, "I could have been his like first victim. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That could have so easy easily." Been me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talking on that same line, uh. I think it, this uh, the Night Stalker, the actual story, like could use the Zodiac treatment. Like I think it would fare very well from that. Well, and they they did a little bit of that in American Horror Story season nine, nineteen eighty four. Loved it. The I, like serial killer dinner. No, that was uh, oh that that was in hotel. Yeah, that I thought, was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was very friendly. Sorry. In, in season nine, the nineteen eighty four like summer camp kind of. Story oh, the new did. shit that just came out. Yeah, the one that came out last year. Um, they had it. They had him in there. He kind of felt out of place, um, so I didn't like his representation in that episode, in like that season. But the hotel episode um, was was great. Yeah. Um, fun fact, actually. So John Carroll Lynch, who is the suspected Zodiac killer in Zodiac, um, he was in American Horror Story as Twisty the Clown. He was also at that dinner in hotel as John Wayne Gacy, who dressed up as a clown okay. when he killed kids. So a nice little, you know, tidbit for those American Horror Story fans. Horror Story aficionados. Yeah. 
Um, and I dropped out after Freak Show. That, I don't blame you. Yeah. Freak Show was not great. I was like, I, I'm done. I liked the, the com- like, the commandment killer side of Hotel, the serial killer side, but sure. I didn't like the rest of it. Uh, so to pull it back a little bit, uh, yeah, Night Stalker on Netflix, four-part series, hour each episode. Uh, I'd say it's absolutely worth your time, especially if you're into, uh, you know, your murder porns, you know? <laughs> Your serial killer documentary. Serial killer docs. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say like especially if you already like documentaries like we do, like yeah, it's really yeah. great. I think Brandon can say for people who are non documentary watchers if it's good enough. Yeah, yeah I, I would say if you're not into documentaries, um, it's probably not for you. Um, mm-hmm. I I watched the the fourth episode because I was already three and you're I was that, like, well, I yeah. can't leave this unfinished at this point. Right. Yeah. Three out of ten is a different story. Uh, sure. And I planned on watching just the first three episodes of deadly games and i was like oh okay guess yeah, i'm in you got me <laughs> so and it worked out that way but yeah i'd say if you're if you're into the documentaries night soccer's for you if you're not maybe check out the movie i guess <laughs> right yeah the 2002 yeah where the biggest name in it is the guy from machete machete, <laughs> machete. i love that guy uh donnie trejo oh man trejo. Trejo. trejo yeah oh man that's interesting <laughs> all right so uh, that has been the What Stream Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, my lovely wife, Colleen, for showing up. You're welcome. I don't think we have any plans on a host uh, for the next episode, so probably just going to be you and me. Yeah. Just. I know, just. Yeah, right. The best people I know. The best around. Love's going to have a good All right, I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> uh, yeah, until next time. Oh, I should mention, we're going to try release every Tuesday. So yes. every two weeks, every Tuesday, that's when you should be able to pull us up and check us out. Yep, we should be up on Apple Podcasts soon. We're up on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Um, and most other podcast network right now. Yep, those are the big those are the big uh, three though. And uh, we'll have a full list for you next time once we can verify that they're actually up there. But uh, we'll let you know. So until next time, thank you guys, and we will see you around. Peace out.